I said, what you know about it? It's the stool, baby. Got the knees in plus. Young stool, baby. And the room a lot. You're listening to The Stew. What's up? Stewie's in the building. Say hello, Stewie. We have hello. one guest today. <laughs> oh, His name's Chris Stewart. Chris Stewart <laughs> in the building. Andre Conaparo, say hello. How are you? Good. I'm Jason. I'm also good. <laughs> That's very helpful. Today's Wednesday. We didn't record a pod last week because Andre was out of town. You were in Monterrey. Yeah, my dad's 70th. Dad's 70th, shout out Donnie C. HBD, Donnie C. Donnie C. Big, big week for him. Got a lot of presents, got a lot of food-related presents. Yeah, well, you got him a sous vide machine. Innova. Innova. Which... An immersion circulator, thank you very much. Oh, boy. <laughs> Little boy, which is kind of controversial since you're a, a jewel, jewel daddy. Yeah, I am a jewel daddy, but I think... <laughs> I mean, everybody knows that about me. That's a thing. <laughs> Um, that is absolutely a but thing. But the lack, and I've said it too many times already in this podcast, but the lack of working buttons and having to sync to your phone, not only do I not like that, um, my dad would 70 year old really guy not like that. Um, but also the form factor, I'd say the jewel's like half as big. Uh, mm-hmm. The Nova's big. And I, that's tight. There's a lot of stuff that the jewel has going on for it form factor wise and mm. i'm fine with it i'm fine with it the, we, those work great we use those at, at good girl they work beautifully yeah yeah no i mean they're super highly rated so. yeah, it's a beast mm-hmm. um but and then he got a sous cookbook and he got a thermopen because he doesn't have an instant read thermometer mm-hmm. and he got, got like a sous bin with custom lid so like it's those are very a, sick it's a cambro lid that's just cut to fit the innova it makes so much sense he got, Smart. Some, he got some microplane graders Oh, uh, he got a fidget spinner. <laughs> Obviously, don't need to say that out loud because everybody knows. Did you it. get the fidget spinner at Sir La Tob or I did. I did. William Sonoma? No, I, I did not. I got okay. it off Amazon from China. What if Lake Crusade made fidget spinners? Oh my god, I would be so down. Adding it to my notes. Dangerous. <laughs> Very dangerous. Um, <laughs> and I think that caps off all his food stuff. Oh. But he was very happy. He also hinted that he wanted all of these things. None of this came out of like the blue. And my dad, it's interesting. My dad was a very big skeptic of sous vide cooking like a year ago because he mm. was very nervous about plastic and water. Mm. And then I sent him I, some I, links I and, and just I'm like, look at the temperature that you're sous videing at. It's like almost impossible for it to leach any, you know, like yeah. it, so. And then Quit he being ate, such a pussy. Sure. It's totally applicable. And then he ate what I was cooking, and I think he kind of came to his own conclusion that he was comfortable with it, especially at those temperatures. I mean, they, they are so low. They're so far below boiling mm-hmm. that um, it was fun. But then they got sick the day after I got there. We had these plans to cook all this food. I bought him a prime rib because that's what he wanted for dinner from McCall's. Mm. But he was, he was well enough the day before I left to have it. Uh, and it was still good. It was like three or four days later. And it was, inc- I have to say, it was incredible. It was one of the most incredible things I've eaten in a long time. And it was Sick. so unbelievably easy to cook. So prime rib from McCall's. McCall's is our favorite butcher shop here in L.A. Yep. Very, very good. Um, it wasn't that bad considering so how big prime, it was. A prime rib is, is, a, is like a standing rib roast kind yeah. of thing. where it's exactly. just a f- it's Basically a standing rib roast ribeye on the bone. But they, it's like twenty four bucks a pound, which is not so far from cheap. But yeah. it's really, I mean, how just do you really the, need that for the quality of it? It was just incredible. I think it was like four pounds. Mm-hmm. Two it was two ribs. Uh, we we just crushed it, and there was still like half of it left by the time it was done. I was say that's a lot. And it was just such an. So I had his thermopen there, although I brought my own just in case. And then I brought a bunch of stuff to make sure that it came out perfect because my dad's having a birthday dinner, mm-hmm. you know, going hard in the paint. You got all the good shit. You yeah. might as well bring it with you. And what I've done before, I've done a few um, prime ribs. One method is you get a really hot oven mm-hmm. and you throw it in there for like 30 minutes with the lid closed at like 5, 550 blasting it. Mm-hmm. And then you just turn off the oven and don't touch the door for like six hours. Mm-hmm. But I did the inverse of that, where I right. and like, that's a method that <clears throat> I've seen a lot of people would like to do that with 
roasting a chicken as well. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Blast it for high heat, set that skin crunching on the outside, and then let it slowly come up in the middle. What I did smart. was... In, you did a flip. Yeah, I did the inverse. I did an inverse sear is what they call it, where I cooked it at Nut. 200 for like seven hours in the oven, and I just kept... Damn. I kept taking taking the temperature to make sure I got it at like 130 degrees, which is where I wanted it mm-hmm. for medium rare, and then let it rest for an hour and a half, mm-hmm. tented, and then blasted it for 10 minutes, cranked as high as I could in the oven just to get a little sear on it, mm-hmm. get the crust on it that way. It came out, I just couldn't have been happier. And you let it rest again after that? No. No, after like that, just blasted it. No, yeah, that's that's the thing that a lot of people like. I know go, that right? I know the reverse sear. It's a lot of people really like that method for sous viding stuff. Sure, because, or I mean, but it's sort of the opposite where you you sear it first and then you sous vide it versus sous vide it and then sear. So this is like a reverse reverse, I guess. Well, this is the whole conversation about the the wives' tale that searing a meat. Locks and juices, which it simply has been proven not yeah. to do at all. Not it does all. caramelize. Mm-hmm. The taste is completely, I mean, you get a flavor, but as far as like locking in juices, completely no. invented and not a thing. So, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, it's not like cauterizing a wound or anything no. like that. That's funny. But it was good. And had this horseradish and baked potatoes is what he wanted. Mm. Baked potatoes and prime rib fruit. So, you had a classic dad birthday meal. Yeah, Couldn't be more. No. What, what about what, what kind of drinks did you yeah, pair with this? He doesn't drink. I mean, he'll have a sip of wine or beer, but he's worried that alcohol contributes to his migraines, which is a shame because he really loves wine. But Damn. I just had Give a bottle. Give him some sulfite free. Give him some natty wine. He's, every, he's really? tried everything on the sun, including like spirits, and it's just like it's a total coin flip if he's going to have a migraine for two days afterwards. Oh, you know what? It's like back pain. Migraines, like if it's bad. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, I don't know about migraines. But I paired it with a red. I, it was like, a, I forget what, a Russian River Pinot. Mm-hmm. It's a little light for prime rib, but it's, that's how I roll. That's what yeah, I like. You like a good, I like a mellow wine with, with food. Did he just pair it with a nice CBD yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just smoked a backwoods. I rolled for him. <laughs> Great backwoods. Um, backwoods. And uh, migraines is gone. But he, we had like the fully the full chive sour cream bacon. I got bacon, oh. cut it up, did the bits in the oh, pan. Sh- it was so like good. it was like a seven topping loaded baked potato bar and the prime rib mm. and the horse rat. There really is something amazing. Like well, I remember being a kid and going to like Sizzler and getting a baked potato with sour cream and chives, and they'd be like, "Look at this weird, like adult highfalutin ingredient combo: sour cream and chives together." And that's crazy. And then like sour cream and chive potato chips came out, and you're like, "These are pretty good. These are pretty good." And now, like I don't, it's not really a thing that people eat that much in this current day and age. No. But when whenever you have Potato, sour cream, and chive together. Wild combo. Pat, a pat of butter, then sour cream, chives, and bacon. That's how. And when mm-hmm. I want to be nasty on a cheat day, I want to get real deep in that potato. Oh, yeah. I don't hold back. Yeah, I'm not. Butter and sour cream, baby. Of course. I think a little cheddar, too, everyone. Oh, sure. I'll go tread. Yeah, yeah. And also. A little blue. Yeah. Whenever. And I've been. I've been. Ex- I've been doing a lot of like putting. Like d- chopping up shallots really fine and mixing it with yogurt or lebne or, or mm-hmm. something like that, and because the the way it absorbs those onion flavors into the yogurt, it's like super crazy. It, it creates a new flavor. I mm-hmm. I believe like it doesn't just taste like a shallot flavored yogurt. It it creates a new flavor of those things combined. Like that. Like, like the cross section, yeah. Like the acid or the bacteria or whatever the live cultures in the yogurt do something to those to that onion or the shallot or whatever it is to make this flavor that's almost like this caramelized onion, like a rich, deep onion flavor is created out of a raw shallot. When yeah. it's when it's, I, I I would love to know the science behind it, but it's like my new favorite thing. So what? So what if you're making the baked potato with sour cream and chives, but you just chop up the chives and Mix it with the sour cream the night before for those flavors to infuse. Then it could be too strong on the chive, though. Oh, it's, I mean, so this is like a fourth meal flavor situation that you've come that's up with. That's right. I mean, I had to, on the fly, make raita mm. for the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And it, and What's the proper way? I just imagine you, so just, raita, you, just, you just put cucumbers into yogurt. You don't. You grate it. And uh, so you take... So raita is like, like a watery-ish yogurt Indian. for Indian it's food. Condiment. I mean, it's not... 
crazy watery only because it's not crazy watery, but it's you, more watery it's like, than regular yogurt. Sure, but only because you when you whisk yogurt, just period, like it becomes watery. You know, it's kind of funny. Like I didn't realize it, but I, I've never done it. But like I whisk it, and it gets, and it already becomes comes from kind of static and more dense and like and more uh, like a. It becomes more viscous. like meringue. It mm-hmm. goes from meringue and and st- you know, and then it's like you're basically if you whisk it like not just spoon like really whisk it and incorporate air, then it gets you know thinner and watery, ish comparatively speaking. Yes. So okay. Sure. So you take. I'm the, just taking your word for it because obviously you're doing this. Daily, so oh, I don't work. do it daily. I just uh, sometimes if you're short of cook, then you gotta like. I'm calling know, bullshit on I'll all do this. the easy stuff. No, I've done it. I did it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you don't work at a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's where I'm taking this. This is two days ago. You know, <laughs> like I just seen it. Okay, and so then, so you got you got. So it obviously gets really watery after I tell you what happens. But so you grate the <laughs> cucumber. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, and wait. you'll find out what happens to that yogurt. After these messages After from our sponsor, we call that a food pod cliffhanger. Oh, Napa Auto Parts in Espanol. Go ahead, Stewie. Enter, <laughs> enter the tomb. Stewie doesn't work in a restaurant at adamandeve.com for 10% off Thank your God. first order and a free movie thrown in. So we grate the, grate the cucumber as opposed to like top, like chopped or, or mint. That's why even in the right side at our restaurant, like I, it's not, you're not getting any dice bits. I never really noticed that. So it's just like, it just tastes cucumbery. Mm-hmm. So you grate it, squeeze it, separate the water that you squeezed out, save that water, put it back into the right there. It's almost like cucumber water. And it's it's funny when you squeeze a grated cucumber, it is like a cucumber is made up of so 99.9% much. It's water, like, right? Oh my god, like it's like all the so you squeeze it and the the squeezed cucumber is like it's like us. the cucumber is like us. Oh, it's more like a feather, I was gonna say. It doesn't weigh anything. Oh, okay. Like so cucumber is like like Mother Earth. <laughs> it's like seventy yeah. percent Wawa. No, cucumber is probably ninety percent Wawa, seventy to eighty percent Wawa. <laughs> oh, this is crazy. <laughs> All right, that's a lot of Wawa. And so, and is there anything else? Can or can okay, you even so say you, what else is in the rice? Oh, then it's just seasonings. You know, yeah. then yeah. it's just like what you can kind of guess. Maybe Salt you can tweak it. Yeah, yeah. A little garlic. And is do you use yeah. what it's kind of yogurt do you use? Do you use like Indian yogurt's different than regular. Yeah, it's Indian yogurt comes in a big old tub like a paint bucket. Um, paint bucket. Which is great. And is it, that the it's only one way you where, can get it, or is that because you're you're at a restaurant? No, because we <laughs> go through tons and tons of it. That's no. Why. I mean, I'm saying, do you get it in a big tub because it's a restaurant, or do Indian people? That's the only way. That's the lowest denomination. Oh, the house, yeah, you're it's like able kim, to buy yogurt. Like a kimchi in. fridge. They have a, a yogurt well, fridge. Also, do the you small guys size is four gallons? Is yes, what I'm exactly asking. Exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Do you guys want to be a part of my new bluegrass record label, Paint Bucket Records? Pink bucket records? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you. I've been fiddling. I just Googled it. Cucumbers along with iceberg lettuce contain more water than any other vegetable at a whopping 96%. Is that right? 96. That's a lot easy. of water. Damn percent. Easy. Huh. Buckets, I was close. That's a quench pickle, if I've ever heard <laughs> one. Quench pickle. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Suck on that pickle and quench your thirst on a hot day. You know, speaking of 96%, I feel like the... Temperature is 96% Fahrenheit nowadays. Am I right, listeners in LA? It's actually it's, like 81, it's really. It's very hot. Yeah. Shout out to our listeners in Riverside, <laughs> the Sahara, parts of Death Valley, <laughs> Buellton, and, uh, yeah. and Fon And Fontaine. Downey. Yeah. So much support in Buellton from the Pea Soup Anderson heads. Love That's those where we think we get it. I really feel like Pea Soup Anderson has informed Buellton. They buy a lot of merch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I dropped off guards there. I got a Pea Soup hat. You did? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, so you got the big ass. What, do you know what the difference between Indian yogurt and regular yogurt is? Mm, not really. I just know that ours is like fairly pure and simple, and it's not, they don't really have much for organics in India, but it's about as close as you can get. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I haven't dug deep on my Indian yogurt research. I know that there is a difference. I was talking but to super clean. past podcast Anise, and he was saying there are differences. I'm sure there are. And I don't know what they are. So you, so you get the cucumber, you grate the cucumber, mm-hmm. strain out the cucumber juice, and then you have the cucumber meat, and then you put the cucumber meat in the yogurt. Stir it. Stir it up, and then you stir add cucumber water. In the end. To taste, like, uh, yeah. until you got well, the right I mean, consistency. We have a recipe, so yeah. We just kind of, I kind of, I was in a huge rush, so I just blasted just it. Steered it up. And then what, salt and pepper? No. Salt? Uh, not much for salt, really. Then what? 
How's seasonings, baby? Seasoning, baby. Colonel's recipe. You, you, you won't tell me the seasoning? You Colonel's get to recipe. play with it. Not on. I'm not talking to just you, Jason. Well, I'm also not. Y- y'all didn't invent Rita. I know, but we have our own recipe big, for Rita. Give me one. Give me one spice. Gah. Cuban? <laughs> Bang. Um, Shocker. Let's talk about the celebrities that just seem to be flooding into the restaurant. Oh, God. Mm. Neo himself. Neo, oh, yeah. So John, John Wick 2 came into your restaurant last yeah, week. That was wild. Shot Walked the me. place up. Was he wearing a Matrix-style duster? In a sense, it's more like a, a jacket over a deep V. Did he drive a motorcycle into the restaurant and park it in the kitchen? <laughs> no, he brought the dog, though. Oh. He brought a dog into no, the restaurant? John Wick. Oh. John Wick, no. baby. Have you even seen John Wick 2? I have seen it. Two? But how do you bring the dog in when the fucking dog is dead? <laughs> Ooh, oh, spoiler alert. Come on. Yeah, yeah, obviously you've not seen the yeah, you're, one, full, so. you're blowing yeah, smoke. You just lied. Yeah. To me. Blowing smoke. Great. I've Jeez, seen both wicks. Well, you didn't pay attention. Were you high on pot? Yeah, were you on the pots? Haven't tried it. Not aware of what you're speaking of. <laughs> but I do enjoy movies. And I will say that. I will say that. So, so, so Keanu. Chill us of chills, bro. How's Keanu looking nowadays? He is hot. He looks good, doesn't Dude, he? He's yeah, crazy. He looks, he do you looks younger are? than me. Playing, he's 52. Playing music in Wild Stallions, man. Keeps yeah. you young. He does. I think he does play music. God huh? gave rock and roll to you. Yeah. Dude, they're, they're allegedly making. It's been a while, a but sequel, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. Well, a tree been in the works. When a celeb bit, like. There are two. When That's a celeb true. like the Keanu. Is amazing. When Keanu come through the restaurant, do you. Send him a couple gifts from the chef. Yeah, we. Uh, so I didn't know this, but he's Canadian. I did not know that. I'm out. But it's so obvious because yeah, he's so, so nice. And he's, you let him eat. He's <laughs> notoriously. Oh wait, you found out after the dinner. I get it. I get it. You found That's out after. Fair. You didn't call. You didn't call the cops or anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> the federal rally. The feds. Uh, I asked for his papers. Yeah, there <laughs> you go, was, baby. He was decent. <laughs> so did you did you juice them up a little bit? With well, some, we hit it. With, they ordered heavily. They were celebrating a, a this movie that's coming out called Bad Batch. I shouldn't yeah. be talking about any of this, but I'm going to. I know. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, and I made the joke. Did he choose this restaurant because the name of the restaurant is the closest name to the title of the film? Bad Batch, Bad Match. No, he he didn't make the rezo. He was just mm-hmm. part of the. But this is not just about Neo. It was a twelve you've top. A, you've got a constant stream of celebs coming into that mm-hmm. place. This is not just like, hey guys, let's talk about Keanu Reeves for fifteen minutes. It's like Zane came through last blown night. Up. Zane from One Direction. Jay Gold in the building. And Jay Gold is like a reg. Yeah, eating with the family. He comes in. He's not like yeah. every day. I'm obviously, it's incredible. He comes this in. It's great. He loves it. Zane has Zane came back. Yeah, Zane's been a, a couple times. Yeah, he came back last night. Zane, and they were all, Zane they were, is a snack himself. I will say that he's a good-looking kid. Yeah, yes, he you guys. Kid. If you were on a desert, he's island, no Harry. He ain't no because Harry. Harry's a charmer. <laughs> Dang, I have waited on him many a time, and that is one of the more. Would you rather be stuck on a on a desert island with Zane from One Direction or Keanu or Gigi Allen? Keanu, Keanu's got way more stories. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. We're not, Actually, I don't know. We're not know. talking just stories. We're talking, no. we're talking bots. Fitness? We're talking abs. I would say we're Keanu would like relate more to him. <laughs> <laughs> say that one more time. I could relate more to him. because. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You and Keanu would get along a little bit more, yeah. Well, because we're closer in age. And there's going to be no procreation going on anyway, so. Mm. Yeah. You don't know that. I mean, you could try. Hey, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, <sighs> this food podcast is now about... Uh, having sex with Keanu Reeves if you're a guy. <laughs> That's now. how much I love John Wick. I, I said one of the few like purchases I've made on iTunes is I bought the compilation. I bought the two pack. But the but the whose account did you use? <laughs> Point being, restaurants banging right now. It's been it's, it's fire on all cylinders. Yeah, we fire got. Uh, uh, this isn't really a major deal because LA Weekly, but they're we're top ten. Shots fired off the top. I'm not the biggest fan. Sorry, guys. Not sorry at all. I really don't like LA Weekly. Um, the Stu podcast since day one has been fuck LA Weekly, the worst <laughs> weekly magazine. Give me a OC. The worst rag in town. Give me a OC. Maybe the country. Uh, Not true. We were top ten burgers. In yeah, Lamburger. Yeah, so I'm really pleased Ooh. about that. Yeah, I'm stoked. So you have a lot of traditional dishes at the restaurant. Yeah, but would you? St- I mean, you have some fusion dishes. So where do you feel like? Do, would you? Would you cringe at the label Indian Fusion? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, it's a weird term that I don't think anybody would like, but it's like kind of like, how do you describe your, when you have a dish on the menu that's chicken tikka masala poutine fries. I mean, that's the fun part. It's like. Yeah, it's like, that's like the whimsical section. Right. Well, like, I say, or stoner, you know? 
Or that, but it makes more sense because it's like the owners are from Canada. They're from yeah. they're from Toronto, so it's like a very. I say I say it, it makes a little more sense to call it an Indian gastro pub than Indian fusion. And that's what it says. Like if you look us up on on, on Google, where Indian that's gastro- what it says on the wiki. Yeah, but we're talking. If, if, if you look at the menu as like a eight and a half by eleven, like a, like a maybe a six of it is the mm-hmm. fusion bit, and everything else is traditional yeah. or rooted in tradition. That's great, and maybe a twist. Like all good. the curries are, you know, referential, and then the tandoori dishes are all fairly, you know, it's a tandoor. Have you talked? Were you on the pod talking about the tandoor, or was it just to us? Yeah, oh, he burn, was burning that arm hair. Yeah, he was yeah it's stinky. Getting in hard. I actually worked the last night. I was on the line a little bit. Ooh. And I also like the phrase referential curry. Referential. Well, sounds well, like a third round draft pick, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> He's playing for the Mavs now. Yeah, um, out of Bangladesh. Uh, yeah, and it's a. It's the tandoor is hard, man. Oh, I bet. And it's and we make our non like you make pizza. Dough, we like we proof it. Yeah. So I think the the cook is like, oh, I put a little too much. The proof is in the non. What up here? <laughs> Irony. The sound of two hands clap. Proof that non. That we have rice pudding. Proof that, that we could have gone right pudding. <laughs> I grab a non and I proof the shit out of it. <laughs> I just watch it, and let it sit and raise. I grab it. And I choke it. <laughs> I leave it in the oven with the heat turned off all the way. Just a nice, warm, dark place. <laughs> oh wow, God. we should stop doing this immediately. Let it proof up. Ugh. Has anyone ever seen Friday? Has listening to this? That not got the rolling. Not the rolling. <laughs> nah, I'm looking like a Mississippi pimp. You know what you should do to increase business? Not that you guys need it, but Thanksgiving. how many you noms you cook a day? A hundred? Jeez Louise. Let's say you cook 100 knobs. Every single day, a new Rolex is baked into one of those knobs. Yes. <laughs> Hell yes. So, you know, it's a, it's a grab bag. You're, you're rolling the dice every night. Can I just put that in the right there? Every What's night, that? one person will get a Rolex. You don't want... Is it King Cake? In New Orleans, that they it put is like King the Cake. one yeah. the little plastic thing in there, and they do. You should do that for too. the non, so the plastic melts. Oh yeah, that that's would smart. be hot, like a gooey center. Man, those yeah. King Cakes. I've never the tried French one. They they look like the grossest food of all time. I'm pretty yeah. sure they are. Yeah, they look so nasty to eat. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's and why I've never been to New a, Orleans. It's a really creepy looking that's baby. The sound too. of 25 that's people who listen to New Orleans unsubscribing. Sorry, y'all. I hear the food is amazing. Yeah, you guys are cool. Just your king cake, boy. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> one more burger <laughs> thing is we uh, for Mama's Casey's. Birthday barbecue. Shout out, Case 2. Happy birthday, We had girl. the Impossible Burger. We did not have the Impossible Burger. What was that one? What was that we thing called? Beyond. Beyond Burger. But it's like sort of... Beyondre. Analogous, <laughs> right? We're going to call you now. That's when... Don't ever do that. That's when you are Matrix for Halloween. We did not have the Impossible Burger. You're right. Sorry about that, we, But Andre and I had the Impossible Burger from Crossroads in the form of a breakfast sausage patty. It was very good. It was very good. Hmm. It was, it, was, it would eat again. It wasn't really too much better than the Beyond one, I guess. They, they're both pretty damn similar. Andre? Oh, I like the Beyond one. That was good. I know, I liked them both, but it, I'm saying there isn't a clear... It, yeah, there's a different... I mean, they're differently branded, differently named. I don't yeah. know, but, but it looks like they're both is, chasing each one other. One of them is not like Beyond is chasing impossible. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's the, the one that bleeds. The Beyond was... The one that it bleeds. was like if anybody ever had Beyond a Beyond bleed burger. too, don't it? Not really. Got that, I mean, not as yeah, good as the impossible. Yeah, no, but it's supposed to. The point of it when you look at it, it's supposed he to. He's leaking. <laughs> he be leaking. He needs some milk. <laughs> yeah, Le- that was good. Leaking Le- pea proteins. Yeah, those those pea protein burgers. I think I feel like for those veggie burgers, when you cook them up, like it's not so much the flavor of the actual ingredients that it's are textual. the good. It's like the ability to get a Maillard sear on it and get those. Those crispy flavors is what really pushes it to the next level. I feel like it, and that was accomplished too. on the barbecue. It'd probably yeah. be even better in a pan, I feel like. I mean, our, our but friends, it had a good sear on those. I feel like I'm kind of coming around to... I feel the best burger is off of a, a flat top 100%. or out of a pan. 100%. Oh, I need those yeah. juices. It's not I'll even still, close. I'll still do a barbecue burger, but I'm starting to think that... I'm just like losing. It's stuff's it's, just it's, falling it's down. It's considerably better... On a plancha, on yeah. a flat top, on in a cast iron pan. Mm-hmm. I mean, you unless you put a cast iron in the grill and the barbecue, that's and then you can close the lid. You get a little smoke. smoke. That's yeah, yeah, I mean, that's about some, it. But yeah, 
that I feel like that's the happy medium that you have to do. Yeah, you got to go cast iron on the grill because I mean, the the one the one benefit of grilling a burger instead of searing a burger is those flame kissed, smoky charcoal wood flavors. Yeah, that's true. That you miss out on when you're searing, but if you yeah, but to get a like a cast iron that hot in a grill, it's like that's a lot of work. It no. is. Is it? I you think just so. you just put to it to keep in. it sustained. I mean, how many? Because then you, so versus like throwing a bunch of patties down over a, a hot grill, and then you have to isolate. It. Unless you have a, I don't think it does, a lot of cast iron to heat up. I don't think it's that like, much more. I meant more like just the effort. Now you're dealing with the pan and the burning heat. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right, spin, but. Mm. But the burgers we had, we got, again, McCall's. Damn, we are just plugging you hard. We got the oh, burger grind from McCall's, and it's just so good. I made a nice corn salad. Real nice that corn nice salad. Classic, classic Jason summertime corn salad. I haven't made it in a long time. I missed it. Ones. I forgot that I even missed it. It's, been <laughs> it's, so long. it's, it's the easiest recipe. It's got to be sweet corn. It's got to be, you said summer, and that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you have can't to just get, use some basic wh- yellow corn. No, you, you got to use the nice, white, sweet Sweet corn that you can only get during the summertime. Toothsome. You shuck it. You, you, you slice the kernels off the cob. You grab it. And you shake it. Um, Andre, you had a nice tip where you cut the cob in half, or you snap the cob in half so you have a flatter surface. That's yeah, really yeah. cool. Also, a, a way that a lot of people do is they'll get the big mixing bowl and then take a smaller like cereal bowl, flip it upside down, and then use that as a stand to be able to... Set the cob on top of so you can go all the way down. Cutting it's way easier. Um, yeah, so it's that. Some finely diced shallots, if you have them. Red onions, if you don't. Lime juice, olive oil, feta cheese, and a bunch of cilantro. I like cilantro and, and mint. Ooh, a little mint in there, I like too. A little mint in there, just too. Just stir I it all together. It. I'm good with I that. I missed it because I feel like it just goes so well with sweet corn. Mm. And that'll make it even more crisp and refreshing. On a hot day, but I think also when you when you have feta in things like I love putting feta in salads because the more you stir it and toss the salad all together, the more that feta kind of breaks down a little bit and mixes with the vinaigrette, and it creates kind of like a nice feta coating all over everything, and it like but I was, lightly emulsifies. But I was going to say too, though, that salad is one of those things I feel like, and you could disagree, but. You don't want to make in advance because I feel like a half an hour, an hour after it's Mm -hmm. made, the salt and the acid has changed the texture of the corn kernels and pulled some water out of them. Because there's the good sweet corn, the texture is just like it's like just pops. It's so great. You really want to kind of make that like as you're about to eat because it doesn't take that long. Or at least you can you can do the ingredients and not mix them yet. You, you don't do want that. you, you don't prep want. them in advance. You can cut them in advance, but like you really want that. Like you don't want it to meld together. You want it fresh. Yeah. Don't don't macerate that kernel, baby. Because the next day it's a completely different salad if you have some left over. So it's not bad. It's, it's totally it's totally fine to eat, but it's like it's not what you remembered being so hypey. It's, it's not popping in the mouth. It's mouth. not like a good potato salad where the next day you're like, yeah. this is even better. Agreed. Oh, mama mia. Agreed. Speaking of potato salad, I was Go doing on. I was doing some research on some potato salad, specifically the Korean potato salad that you get in a banchan at a Korean barbecue place with the apple, which often has an apple or Fuji pear. Or a pear, but it's 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 like one of my favorite banchans because it's like a, it's an oddball thing, but it's like a nice cold. Do you think creamy. I feel like it's Japanese in the Korean serve it. I feel like it because you always get it like in a bento box, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering if there's anything to do with like who did it. I'm, we're not. I don't know. Either. Question is who did it first? Mm-hmm. That's funny. I'm curious because they seem almost identical to me without knowing the, the QP, the <clears throat> sweeter vinegar, like the but rice also, vinegar. Um, our Korean friend Dan said his mom and his mom makes and used to make him all the time when he was a kid potato salad sandwiches. Yeah, we got some when we went on the fishing trip. And yeah, and he's like, "Did anybody else have that when you were growing up?" And everyone was like, "Absolutely not, not even close." Sounds good. But they were delicious. They were, yeah. It was just like I think the real secret to it is using that soft Asian loaf bread where it's kind of like really pillowy and yeah. Kind of artificial and a little bit sweeter. Turnt white bread, a very turnt white bread, and use that, and then you have the the, the potato salad in there. And then I think another part of it that almost makes it better is 
is like wrapping it in plastic and, the, <laughs> and then having it all meld together like a masubi at 7-Eleven. Like like, I wonder sandwich. if there's science behind that, but I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make any sense, and I don't believe that's true. But I also agree with you mm-hmm. completely. But like certain certain sandwiches, you want them to be served immediately and un, unmolested, and certain ones are better. You want it to be wrapped Chicken up salad. tightly. Chicken salad. It's like the salad mm-hmm. family. Stuff, Potato yeah. salad. Chicken salad. Tuna salad. Salad family. Yeah. But I was looking up the Korean if the Korean potato salad was any different than a normal American potato salad, and they're yeah, it's got fucking pears in it. It's very no, I'm kidding. I'm n- not fruit withstanding. Yeah. Can you guys guess what the a common lesser known secret ingredient of the Korean potato salad to give it its don't even know where to begin unless it's like pineapple juice. Which makes it a little sweet, and that's like you know because there's so much pineapple juice used in or pear juice used in Korean cooking or kewpie mayo. Other than that, I can't think of it. Is the ingredient uh, common in in Western food or more common in? Ooh, I like this game. I didn't approach Asian it the right foods. way. Yeah, is it is it in this room right now? It's not in this room. Ooh, is it crickets? Uh, yeah, go for it. It is the those tiny probiotic drinks like the a lot of times they're called yakult yep yeah y-a-k-u-l-t just like the little like buy it every time i go to the korean grocery store two inch tall plastic cup so it's like the probiotic yogurt a little little bit of that in there for that sort of those enzymes do something to the potato (laughs) well it it gives you that kind of you know active ingredient yogurty tang to it was this like pretty common when you looked up recipes? Like it no. all called for it. it was, I was reading um, a Lucky Peach article, like a breaking down all of banchan. We one, gotta one ask. By one. We gotta ask um, Mrs. O if she does that. Yeah, I feel like it's a thing that it may not be like a thing that everyone does, but it might be more of like a Korean barbecue restaurant, like little sneaky secret move. Yes. To to uh, to supplement it with a little tang, but yeah, and any way to get those probiotics in there, I'm sure it tastes better than uh, having a little kombucha in your kombucha in your tater salad. Get it in the booch, baby. Um, better booch, better booch. I was at Whole Foods and I found this thing. Um, <laughs> that's it. I'm listening. <laughs> they, cool, cool story. I found this thing. Right now we're in we're in cherry season, and I found this product called strawberry cherries. Where it's like a usually when you get cherries they're like in a plastic bag. They have like the regular ones. They have like a Rainier cherry that's a little bit of a lighter ombre to it, and then they had these one cherries called strawberry cherries that and they were in a closed encased plastic box that looked really fancy, like they were trying to make it look. Like a, a highfalutin Rolls Royce of, of cherries. It looked like cherries? It looked just like a cherry, okay. but it's called a strawberry cherry. I was like, oh, does this cherry taste like strawberries? Is that what the whole deal is? Like when you get a cotton candy grape or a pear yeah. that tastes like gr- a grapple or whatever. And I ate it and it did not, it just tasted like a whatever ass cherry. Like kind of, like it didn't taste any better so than. So you're putting them on blast right now. I'm saying. For being a whack fun. product. Strawberry cherries. What is it? Was I was I was hoping the story's gonna be like it's cherry season, so I was at Whole Foods and found cherry pit on the ground, and that's my story. <laughs> I I opened up the package angrily, took this took the label off the thingy off around it, opened it up, ate one right there on the floor, mm, shook my head. Why? Wow. I give it a I give it a five out of ten on the cherry what scale. If it was just like Daryl Strawberry started growing cherries and it's just Strawberry Farms. That is very possible. That's the only thing that would make sense, actually. Daryl. We, um... <laughs> I ordered uh, delivery from this new restaurant, Cosa Buona, from the guy from oh, you Alimento. Did? I'm glad you did. It's a, it's a local restaurant in Echo Park that is sort of like his version of John and Vinny's. Like the Mozzi the Mozzi sticks are supposed to be incredible. Yeah, Apparently the Mozzi sticks are very incredible. I didn't try them, but I was thinking, Andre, you made those sort of healthier version of baked chicken fingers. How would you go about making a healthier version of a mozzarella stick? I don't think I would. 
Because that's the, that's not the question. Okay. Sweetie. <laughs> are, are we thinking what's inside of it? Is there like a weird like a cashew cheese? Is there like a tofu kind no. of thing? Just use good mozzarella. Yeah. And just use wholesome ingredients. The only wholesome, it's just like it's not frozen. Oh, you're trying to like what's a fully different version, not like a just taking out the fried aspect. You're talking about the whole thing. That's right. Um, the whole thing. I don't like mozzarella sticks enough to, like, I don't yeah. know. I'm trying to, like, they're, that's the thing. I never get them, except we went to Smorgasburg, and the probably the best thing there when we went right, like, it was like the preview. So I don't even know if they're still there. And there's so much, there's great things at Smorgasburg, but the, that night, the best thing we had was this guy's mozzarella sticks. They're incredible. So good. It was the first time I would think to get them. Does the mozzarella, so the, it appears the mozzarella stick falls into the category of foods that, Certain things just shouldn't be messed about with, and I think so because they're not even good most of the time. Yeah. Okay. Like I don't ever. Do you ever get them? No. Yeah. What if you wanted to make a vegan one? Silken mm. tofu. So okay. Look, if you're talking about Probably. anything in the cashew cheese silken tofu family, now you're doing like a jalapeno. <laughs> I wouldn't put those in the now same. Now you're family. doing like a jalapeno popper because jalapeno poppers are always just like gooey. Yeah. Mozzi sticks don't aren't usually gooey. Yeah, that's they're why I'm warm, thinking. but like you buy into a yeah. jalapeno popper, it like just pours out. They're not. That's where kosher would work. So I would say tofu for this situation because it will it will retain its structure. Whereas cashew would, cheese was dripping. But what everywhere. would you do to the tofu to make it? Well, here's my taste here's better. my argument. Brine here's it. my argument is that mozzarella sticks don't taste like anything. Yeah, they're fried the and you put them into marinara sauce. So at the end of the day, what you do is something neutral, clean, and you're chasing texture more than you are flavor, mm-hmm. because all it is at the end of the day is something fried dipped in marinara. Yeah, I was gonna say like a, just add more salt, like brine it or something. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Salt, pep, lemon juice, soft tofu. You know, I don't know. Maybe a little sugar. MSG? Sure. If you want to get healthy, sure. (laughs) What are you talking about, goddammit? But, yeah, sure. I'd I'd be willing to try that. And also, why don't people make mozzarella sticks out of more flavorful cheeses? If the mozzarella sticks... Oh, like cheese sticks? I think it has to do with... Because mozzarella has such a... Like, it has a... It has a fairly... I don't know about... Unique texture is maybe not the right word, but it's like... It has a waxy, it's just nice, a, toothsome squeak to I it. I think it's just built for it. It's just built for it. But, I mean, it's I just... dirty cheese. If we want to make a better mozzarella stick, though. Stronger, faster, better. Okay, do you what want a you healthier order? one or do you want a better tasting one? Because you seem to be going in two different directions depending on what you're talking let's about. Do a, let's do a better tasting one, then. I think... Because a mozzarella stick, it doesn't have a ton of... Mozzarella doesn't right. have a ton of flavor, right. but it has a beautiful melt and a beautiful mouthfeel. <laughs> well, I think what you, then what you do is it's got to be hand-dipped batter, and then you start messing with the batter. I had you go like Because you're not going to add... Well, unless we start from the ground up, which I've never done, and make our own mozzarella and somehow infuse flavor into that mozzarella, that's something, that's you're going to have to you're gonna have to go... You have to put all your eggs in the batter basket. Yeah, yeah I would say like, go like tempura batter. Like infuse, have have inf- fun with the batter. Infuse, if you were to infuse the mozzarella, what would it be with? Like I was at Gelson's a few days ago, and I had a, a cheese that was infused with asparagus flavor like, for some apparent reason. I think the basics, kind of like olives... Yeah. Sun dries. Mm. Something. Basil. Um, yeah. Pepper. Basil would be great. Mm, what about just little chunks of guanciale? Truffle. <clears throat> Truffle. Guanciale would be great. Truffle mott stick. Yeah. Truffle guanciale mott stick. Ooh. So healthy. That sounds like an old Italian boxer. Truffle guanciale. Damn. He's, Truffle he's guanciale mott stick. 37. Good record. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He can't see it on his left eye, but he can still punch. Uh-huh. 68 golden gloves. So many truffle kids. Truffle It was a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> so we've got a truffle guanciale mozzarella stick. Yep. Batter is like hot dog on a stick style, like dip to order. Mm-hmm. Oh, we do a cornbread batter. We do a cornbread batter. Sure. Yeah, so that. like a corn dog mozz stick. That could yeah. be good, actually. I like that. With two sauces. Uh, so then it's just a, cheese on a stick. A plate, yeah. a, a turnt mustard, and a marinara. Yeah, a good mustard would be nice. Like a honey mustard. Mm-hmm. This is good. How does caviar work into it? <laughs> <laughs> it don't. You, open, you take the jar, you open it up, you pour it on the ground, 
So everyone sees you just pouring out caviar before you eat the mozzarella stick, and then you eat the mozzarella stick. Uh, I mean, find a better way to do it. I can't. What did you order? Ordered some pizzas, got a chopped salad, got some broccoli. Well, because it's delivery, so I, I, I thought that like delivery mozzarella sticks, it, you might. You made the right call. It might not. I mean, it might work, but I wonder. That's what if if that's the best thing you want to have it when it come out of pipe and hot, you know. They also yeah. have. I was thinking there. the same way about pizza there though, because it's like <clears throat> not really they, that, true. The, the, uh, that kind of, that style of pizza isn't to go friendly for me. No, that's I why agree. I'm like well, I think uh, unless. I'll take it back. Unless you do the the pan heat up pizza yeah, method, sure. I we we I did heat it up and, throw in the pan, and it was really good. But they hot and then put a little water in there, cover the lid, oil first, so bring it, it back to life. So crisp up the bottom. You mm-hmm. did that, yeah. See then that, that then Neapolitan style pizza will work. And me. the uh, they did they won't did, be as good as fresh though. No, no. they they've done a very good job at making that dough proofing proofing that dough. No. To be super tangy and super chewy and toothsome, and that's just that's really the money shot Sick. for those pizzas, man. That's great. Getting that good two day proof on it. It's also what I love at um, proof. What's the pizza place we like? Came out from Nashville on Santa Monica. Desano. Desano's. I like my favorite part of Desano's is I think the crust is so good, but they have all that Calabrian chili oil just. To pour, mm-hmm. so I'll take Calabrian chili oil with a little bit of balsamic in it, and then I just slowly, like, I'll eat the pizza and then turn the crust into like a just like a dipping bread into the mm-hmm. chili oil and balsamic. That seems mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah, what's? I mean, yeah, dipping sauces. Usually, it's just a ranch, but you're stepping it up. The ranch I hear. Did you get ranch from Costa? No. It's house made and it's supposed they, to be. Really they got good. a ranch going. Yeah, I like. They got a ranch. And they're making their own wing sauce for um, Red Hot Wings. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, I really, I mean, I want to go there and we just see. like work out in the morning, yeah. eat really well for the week, and then just destroy my body. Just lose yourself. Like calamari frite, mozzi sticks, wings, pizza. They do a baby octopus dish. They do clams and, and a white sauce. Like, I just want to go. Heavy. Apparently their tonado is really really good. Mm. You guys like tonado? Yeah. I feel like you probably don't, Andre. I'm not a huge fan, but I would try it there. Yeah. I've made it before a few times. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's it's basically just tuna and mayonnaise and other flavors blended together into a sauce. Yeah. I'm, and yeah. then it's often served with veal carpaccio, I believe. Maybe some cornichon. That's funky. It's funky, but I love that kind of classic French country club cuisine kind of vibe, you know? I do. I got you the pate tonight, baby. What kind of pate you got? Chicken live, country, pork? I think it's chicken live truffle. I feel like it's my damn birthday. Mamma mia. Might be. I'm making, uh, I'm making a, a, I made a Persian lasagna for tonight that we're yeah, going to did. eat. It was like a weird idea that I came up with. It sucks. <laughs> I don't even know what's in it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I've, been, I've been thinking so so long about how like making your own pasta at home doesn't really work out so well. And whenever I do it, it's like always like mm, it's okay, but it's yeah. not it's not fantastic. So I was so I just started making I just started making pasta just to get better at it. And now it seems pretty kind of like seem- a Madonna back in the groove. Uh, into Madonna, the get into the groove. Get into the groove. Yeah. Boy. Not to be confused with La Isla Bonita, Madonna's number one song. It's pretty up there, right? Um, but yeah, and I've been using really nice flour, grist and toll flour to make it. And I think the 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 thing that uh, that I I learned the, the what seems to work make it work easier is letting the the dough kind of sit. When after you make it and you like roll it up into a ball and wrap it in plastic wrap, instead of just letting it sit in the fridge for an hour, let it sit like overnight. Mm. And in that, the fridge or out in the fridge. Mm. And like r- take the ball once you have it rolled up, cover it in olive oil, wrap it in plastic, and then put that in a deli cup. But and, you, yeah, and then just let it pull it out of the fridge and let it come up to room temp for like half an hour, and it's so much more pliable and and like all 
structurally sound, and it, it's so much easier to work with compared to before. You're also breaking up the work, so it seems easier. Yeah, that's true. And also, I think the kneading time, because that's the one thing I don't like about making pasta, is you really have to knead it for kind of a long time. I think if you just knead it for like two minutes and then roll it up into a ball and then put it in the fridge overnight, like it sort of does the work for you of incorporating the, just the wet. Just smack it up, flip it, rub it down? Smack it up, flip it, get oh, those yes. things combined. But uh, I, made, I made pasta dough with saffron water. Yep. To make it a little darker color. It doesn't really do anything to the flavor, but it kind of makes it a little bit darker. I had saffron pasta that definitely had flavor. Mm-hmm. Definitely had saffron infusion. That's, that's kind of the tough, the, the part that I'm trying to figure out is how to really get it in there because when you're making pasta, the amount of water that you add to the eggs and the flour is very, very little. I would imagine, well, I've seen pasta with saffron strands in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe you have to do some really expensive, because saffron's expensive, where you just expensive like, use a ton of it yeah, and, you do, might have to and reduce it. it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Boil it down, boil it down, so you're like getting a really intense flavor from what little liquid you're Wait, using. That would do it. Mm-hmm. But saffron's expensive. Is. Saffron is expensive, but it's crucial. But it's nothing. You stand off a beach. I get it. Yeah. I got it. No I got it for free as a gift. I did not pay for it. Saffron. What a romantic gift. And what you're saying is there's a box of saffron missing from Whole Foods inventory. (laughs) I steal saffron (laughs) and I return it to buy toilet paper. Yes, I do. (laughs) You have known me for 15 years. Do you know how much Essentia water costs? I can't afford to buy that. Is that steal saffron? Is that the uh, pH water? Mm Mm-hmm. How much is that a bottle? It's one of them. I mean, it depends. Six bucks? No, no, no. It's like it's like. Three bucks. It's like a little not bit so more bad. than smart water. It's not that's that not bad. bad. I mean, you can you can catch it on sale for damn cheap, actually. That's crazy because that it's that cheap. Interesting, because at my water store, the pH water that they sell there is like five bucks a gallon versus like mm, regular water costing eight cents a gallon. It's like five dollars and twenty five cents to get. Three five-gallon jugs. Yeah, it's like it's like five or six times. The point being, it's five or six times more expensive at, at my water store. So I just kind of assumed if you buy a bottle, the same. But I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Mm-hmm. What do you it's think about strange. that, Suey? I think somebody's lying to somebody. Dang. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about the the alkaline water? I mean, it feels good when I drink it. You can tell the difference. Yeah. I mean, I could feel like the. Like text, texturally is lighter, and second of all, I feel more. I, I feel like quickly rehydrated. Interesting, because I was talking to Chris Chang about this last night, and he was saying the exact same thing. He said, "I feel way more hydrated, and it's immediate. Im- yeah, it hits you faster, and the mouth feel is softer and more palatable and enjoyable." Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, eh, "I don't really." I, I I can notice a different mouth feel, but I don't really notice the the my body feeling any different than just chugging down a Poland Spring. It's basically it's like, oh, this is different. You know, I can taste it; and it feels totally different in my mouth. Whereas, you know, you give me a bunch of like the analogous, you got you get a famous bottles. Yeah, totally. Really, it's way easier and lighter and softer. Do you feel like you've been handcuffed your whole life, and then the pH just <laughs> just chopped those cuffs, and now you're a clipped bird? You can fly again. I mean, I like but I like water. Water. I don't need to have it pHed up. I just you know, it's a nice treat. I think the water like from hose my water. My mom was talking about this. <laughs> I'm down with hose water. My parents yeah, are staying are. with me. Shout out, Jill and Don. Um, my mom losers. was saying. That she can't believe how good my water tastes. And I was like, right? <laughs> I feel like the water I get from my water store is just oh, magically yeah. delicious water. Like, mm-hmm. so much better than normal, like, processed. I mean, it's I don't mean tap water. Man. I mean, like, better than, like, Fiji, better than Arrowhead, better than, like, a lot is, of, um, better than a lot of uh, waters. Do you know what, if you're, the water that you're getting is where, where it's sourced from, from the water store? He's got some crazy thing. Is it domestic or is it imported? You can see what he's doing. It's just his uh, filtration process. You can see all his equipment. Um, But, uh, you know, he claims parts, the particulates and the parts per whatever are, like, way lower than a Mm. lot of delivery water services. Does he do water delivery as well? No, I don't think so. Well, there's a weird sign written on cardboard in the window that says water delivery. (laughs) 
So I think somebody just like is like, "Hey, can I put up a sign and deliver your water and cut you in?" <laughs> oh, nice. But it's not like a it's not like an official like truck thing. You're a Fiji drinker, right? I I buy Fiji water bottles because they're um, BPA free and I reuse them for the gym. But normally, like buying out of like what I will, I'll spend a little bit more for Fiji water. Yeah, I think it tastes better. So my friend was just telling me about Fiji water yesterday. It's a ma- massive scam. Not so much a scam, but more very bad for the environment. Because, like she was, she was saying, like you should always buy domestic water wherever you're at because of like the the environmental impact it has on like shipping water from Fiji to America to process it. Carbon footprint is bad. Yeah, carbon footprint. But also, the square bottle is four times as difficult to recycle than a round hmm. cylindrical bottle which doesn't make sense i don't understand no. how that works but a, apparently it's a thing it's a thing now i gotta rethink my fiji water bottle buying right well, do you wait. like the way it tastes i just like a round will fit in your cup holder easier than a oh yeah and the, and the and the fiji don't fit in the cup holder does it yeah but they do stack nicely so they fit really well in a box so i'll give them that as far as shipping goes there's that you buy a case. I just got tired of losing gym bottles, like having like a clean bottle yeah. or whatever. I get tired of losing my gym bottoms. <laughs> hey, man. When I come out of the shower and they're gone. You're a sauna head, baby. They're I know what you like. my gym bottoms. Stop buying nice shorts, baby. <laughs> You're sitting duck. Gin bottoms. That's funny. All right, guys. We're going like to talk about the blossoms. best thing that we ate all week. Um, for I, I can start. I made um in in my pasta making journeys. I made a, a ravioli last week. That was this nice whole wheat flour. It was filled with ricotta, lemon, shallot, and mint, and then just like a a, a butter and mint sauce on the outside, and. Uh, it was too it was too lemony, but otherwise I was like, damn, I made a I made a pretty damn good ravioli and I was extremely proud of myself. That nice. is a thing worth being proud of. How did you did you manage to keep all the air out of it when you made them and <clears throat> like fold them over so they don't like pop in the water? Did you yeah. Because that? that's to me that's like one of the harder parts. I I I I spent a lot of time making sure that air seal was nice and pressed, but it made me want to buy one of those ravioli cutting wheels that does the little Beveled edge, right. yeah, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, you can get one on Amazon for like six bucks or something. So, mo- you know, mommy, if you want to buy one, I'll put it on my wish list. But I, th- I think that that'll really help it help it go go nicely. But I feel like making a homemade ravioli that's actually like excellent. Like you, when you yeah. go to a restaurant that does really good pasta and you eat like a perfectly done ravioli, you're like, damn, this is like my favorite thing in a restaurant. A work of art, yeah. Or like like the fresh tortellini or anything like that. You can just see somebody spent time with their hands just making this. All these variables came into play and everything worked out all right. But you uh, got a slice of magic. How big were yours? They were like, two I would two, say, two inch half. squares. Two inch. We're talking, uh, they're squares. I like a good rectangle every once in a while. I do like a rectangle. I like a good rectangle. Yeah. I mean, a square is a rectangle, so I'm sorry, guys. Square is a rectangle, but we're not here to uh, split hairs. We're not here to split squares. <laughs> so, yeah, so. Real nice, summery, light, lemon, minty pasta. Really popped it off. And also, obviously, the real secret to it was using just an ungodly amount of butter yep. in every part of the part of the way. Sounds delicious. Um, Stewie. Me? Okay. I went to, to Meze. It's M-Z space. H-Z. Space, it's a it's a very buzzing and talked about restaurant in in the Silver Lake neighborhood of L.A. It's it's a kind of a hippie gypsy feel of Medi- uh, Mediterranean food. I thought so too, but the plating is fairly refined. Not the plating, but more so the, the vibe. vibe, like handwritten menus, handwritten menus. You eat on the side, like everyone sits outside, kind of alfresco on milk crates. On milk crates, most of the plates were like. The food was served on like a brown paper bag, even some of it. 
Is it true? Food being served in a brown paper bag. Awesome. What kind of music are they playing in there? I didn't hear anything because I was outside. So Got a little tame and pal in there, probably, don't they? Probably, bro. Uh, and it's BYOB, which BYOB, which is so sick, and BYOB outside, so they give you like some cups. And so, apparently, it's very it's, affordable. And it's affordable. You can like order the whole menu, and no problem. The three of us could plow through that menu for, you know, I don't know, maybe. And it was that good. It was great. So delicious, sweet beets with balsamic lebne, uh, great fresh oil. The plating's a little different, but these. The sliced chili peppers were very nice touch. We're looking at a photo on his iPod, iPad. iPad. Mm. But it was just like, uh, but everything, it's one. It's like when you go to uh, Alimento or even an Italian joint that serves like really good bread and you just hold on to every sauce everywhere because you know you want to dip that piece of bread in it. Yeah. They, they're, I mean, you should probably, you could easily lead with like they serve Bub and Grandma's, everything. Mm-hmm. So everything's nice. charred, sliced. So you just constantly, the, it's... Bub is really killing it lately, man. And, and, oh, he's really killing it. And, you know, hopefully big things popping. We started this like shit. A, like, a, like a brick and mortar. Yeah, we out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, early. Uh, we had Bub. Early we had Bub and Grandma's at our pop-up way before any of these restaurants were even a twinkle in there. Did we not? We <laughs> did. I forgot <laughs> about that. I totally forgot about oh, that. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to, I went to Bub himself. Andy? I can never forget Picked that. Picked up the pack in oh, you did? City of Industry or something like that. You I did? think he's moved. He's closer here. We picked it up. We <laughs> did. We did. We did. We over here, right? Am I right? Yeah, I wasn't trying to right? do that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We got a book in it with a, a, this crazy potato dish. Oh, potato. So, the, the flavor of the salad that I said is the best thing I ate, but the most interesting I ate was they do this like almost like a, a baked potato, but the skin is fried and it's separate Ooh. from the potato itself. So it's like a scooping vessel. And I don't know how they do it, but I want to go with you guys because I've, I've, well, I heard, I, go. I think go. I heard what they do is they, they like, they it's bake like potato. Mold. They have like a, like a wood oven there, right? I believe so. Yeah. Like everything goes in the oven. That's I like, didn't spend any time in like every restaurant damn restaurant in the world has mm-hmm. a sick ass wood oven that everything is cooked in. So everything tastes like wood, but which is fine. But I heard they like bake the potato like in the oven, sort of off in the lower heat area. And then they like cover it in oil and then blast it super high heat so the outside gets kind of burnt and charred and, and crisped up and then that separates from the tater meat that's yeah, trippy and, you, and that's like with like some burnt lemons as a well scooping vessel yeah, yeah i saw that nice you, burnt lemon and in it's that, that yeah it's delicious it's not the best thing i had there or all, all week but it's just oh, that's, I'm just, just I, intriguing it's the first time yeah and it's like odd. an affordable yeah cool i'm excited to go and as you can see is literally served on a Paper sack, like mm-hmm. a to-go bag. Okay, well that that doesn't. I don't. Now, uh, that doesn't bother me. I'm glad or the russet, me Either way, fine. I like that the russet's getting some shine again. Yeah, really deserves it. It does. And everyone should go. It's a great date spot. Ooh, you know I'm married. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know I don't date. What? Uh, what about you, Andre? I um the prime rib. Mm-hmm. The prime rib was great. Um, if we want to get the pork cheek that we sous vide before. That was cooking while mm. we did the last podcast. That came out great. Mm-hmm. And then if I had to name a restaurant, the ribs at Hamji Park, which I've already said mm-hmm. over the course of this podcast, the best thing I ate. And it was the best thing. Also, side Sick. side last minute entry for mine. I went to Soragashi last night with my friend Jake Davis and, Dan- and Dana. And Jake... He had never been, and he's like a big sushi aficionado. And I was like, oh, you like this place? It has affordable sushi, but you can get some high-end shit, too. And we got a couple nicer things, and he ordered the the Bluefin Toro hand roll. Naichimachi. Like the, you know, it's one of those, like, hand rolls that probably costs $20 or something, you know? And just a simple, you know, hand roll. And he's, he took a bite, and he's like, wow, this is good. Do you want to try it? And then handed me a bite, and I was like, yeah, this is really good. And then he took one more bite, and it was gone. And then we just sat there staring at each other like, what, Wait what, a minute. what just happened? And I was like, that was really good. And then he he literally he had to order another one yeah. because he wanted to just experience it again. But it was, you know, no, didn't even need soy sauce. It was just rice, that blue pintoro, and, and, and that crispy kind of warm, crunchy seaweed. Where is this one? Soragashi, it's on Highland and Santa Monica. Yeah. But, you know, if you're feeling a little spendy, I mean, and also uh, apparently it's bad to eat bluefin tuna. 
according to Jonathan Gold. Because they're like uh, endangered and stuff. But hey, what are you going to do? I'm sure it doesn't stop Tasty. him. Sometimes you got to yeah, live, baby. Yeah. Sorry, Jonathan. <laughs> you can go to the stewpodcast.com for todos los episodes. Claro que sí. Yeah. If you are on iTunes and you like the show, just take a brief moment to give us a five-star juicy rating and review. That would be wonderful. You can follow me on social media at themjeans. Chris is Stu Stewart on Instagram. Yes, Under Conopar has no social media because he is in the future where yes. social media doesn't exist. Yeah, it's all in my brain. Go eat <laughs> a Bad Mash downtown LA. Thanks, guys. Very good Swag. food. Um, the cookbook zine that I did is sold out. Yay. Which is good for me, but bad for you if you didn't get one. Second we pressing. Might, we might do a second pressing. We'll see. Who knows? That's all, guys. So goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.